<laughs> yes. yes. But like, the comparison like with me and some so that'd be something neat to see, you know, the Harris Harris at the Pirates playing in, in Williamsport wasn't a show. Welcome to the Niners First Podcast, episode 55, the home of sports talk for everyone. I'm David. I'm Jason. Welcome aboard. So I got to ask this, and I know this could be a sore subject for you, like it usually is every year around this time. 0-3, 2-1-1. You read my mind. You're a mind reader. That's funny. So is it, is it really that bad? Uh, I'm fourth in my 12-team admin chat league, and I'm dead last in my office league. Ugh. Just injuries or just players not performing correctly? Players not performing. Yeah, even that. Inj- I mean, there's there, I have some injuries. Um, I had some suspensions. Um so Gee, it is what it is picking you know you're just picking the, the winners right there <laughs> well that's what happens when you're second to last pick and you're kind of left with left what's over. you know whatever's out there yeah and look last year i lucked into a really great team because you know no one expected the players i had to go off plus i had the two super bowl quarterbacks so you can't replicate that kind of team every year. Um, but this is easily my own three teams, easily the worst performing team I've had ever. Um, I was just ask you, is this the worst? But you just answered that question. I mean, the two and one teams fine. I'm already if the season ended today, I would be in playoff contention. And the goal is just to stay within playoff contention. I'm not looking would I love to be in first or second? Absolutely. But as long as I can get into the playoffs, that's what matters right now. So long road ahead. Uh, we'll see what happens. Fun times. I'm just I'm just glad I'm out of the two quarterback league where uh, the guy who runs the league is a great guy. Love him. Uh, co-worker of mine. Um, really knowledgeable dude. Amazing cook. He makes a turkey white bean chili that is freaking amazing. It'll knock your freaking Aunt Connie socks off. That's how damn good it is. Um, well, if I had an Aunt Connie, then there you go. Well, it's just a, a yeah, I know. Um, but and a sausage. He makes a, a banging sausage dip too. Um, he used to work at Damon's back when Damon's was a thing. Um. But it's a it was a two quarterback league and the league was like each team was so deep that if you had like one injury you were pretty much done the rest of the year because there was just nothing out there. Right. It was two quarterbacks, two wide receivers, two running backs, three flexes, a tight end kicker, and defense. Damn. And that's just what you would start with. And then you would obviously need to fill your bench with people to fill those roles on bye weeks. Yeah. That was a frustrating league to be in. I can imagine. I can highly imagine that. Fun times. (laughs) Hey, I am uh, probably going to be Johnny Bobble, though, and finish in third in the baseball together fantasy baseball league. So I have that going for me right now. There you go. At least something's going for you in fancy something. 
to fancy football and baseball. Eh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, my friend. Yeah, always just seems to be your luck. Hey, and the way I look at it is if I finish in second place or third place, there's seven or eight teams that I was better than. So That's one way to look at it. Be on the positive side. Yeah, be on the positive side. <laughs> right now, there's nine teams better than me in my office league. So. Well, that just went the other completely opposite direction well, of what we were just saying here. Got to so. be realistic, man. <laughs> I thought you went to be positive. It's neither half full nor half half empty. It's something. There. <laughs> oh, on that note, uh, we're going to move into period one here. Pro Bowl changing the ways they perform that weekend between the skills competition and the game. Virtually going to flag football. Isn't this a lot of what we talked about how many months ago? I think. That the fact that the Pro Bowl is really pointless, and it is the absolute for. most pointless All Star game in professional sports. And that the fact that really nobody cares for it or watches it. I mean, I can't really uh, sit and say the last time I actually watched either a Pro Bowl or a NFL skills competition. I don't think there's ever been an NFL skills competition, has there? I thought I thought there was. I mean, there was the quarterback club in the '90s, but was that like? I see. I don't remember enough to even like. I remember there was a quarterback club video game, but was there ever anything more than just that, or was it just the video games? Like, because I know the video games were skills based games. Like you had to throw the football through this and do that. And I think that's what they do now. Because I thought I saw, I thought I saw them the one the one year do like. Accuracy with the quarterbacks, then the kickers. Then I think it was like how fast can the running backs run or something like that. Or how the re- the quarterbacks hit the receivers. But really, that's all you can do. Because I think our, this is almost kind of acting like deja vu here for me. Because I'm remembering in our head, you know, I'm remembering my head from the last time we talked about this. We definitely brought up a skills competition and referencing back to... Uh, NHL and the NBA having skills competitions. But also that there's nothing for like the offensive line or the defensive line. It's just for like the quarterbacks, receivers and running backs and kickers. That's it. I don't think anyone's going to want to watch the defense push a sled of 40 orphans from the local orphanage that the NFL is raising money from. Nobody wants to watch that got any, really dark uh, quick. I'm sorry. It did get really, they got really dark. <laughs> I'm in a really grumpy. Really... Okay. Go ahead. Say your Just grumpiness. Pre- preface this. I- I'm in a really grumpy mood right now. Uh, the arm for my microphone is probably going to fall over within the next hour to a half hour. Um, so I'm just kind of hoping it hangs on long enough for the long enough for this episode. So I'm really annoyed right now. <laughs> Don't you have it wrapped with duct tape right now as well? I did try to duct tape it, yeah, but where it's breaking off at because it's cheap metal from uh, Amazon, probably from China, (laughs) since that's from most of Amazon's in-house brands that are quasi... I mean, if it here's my thing. If it's in all capitals and it's one letter away from being a proper word... 
you're probably not getting something really good on Amazon. You're just getting something cheap that looks like it's good. Um, and that's what I did with this microphone arm. So, I mean, I really should be thankful I got almost two years out of it. But it's driving me out of my mind that I know it's going to fall over sooner than later. And and we're done. Okay, back to the topic <laughs> at hand. I'm just really salty tonight. Sorry. No, you can't. You can't tell. Hey, they haven't. The listeners have yet to hear you salty. I've heard you salty plenty of times in our years of friendship. Oh, just wait till well, hockey season's around the corner, so decades of friendship at this point. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been salty uh, a few times. <laughs> Putting it lightly. A few times. <laughs> Again, I said put in it lightly. But anywho, <laughs> I I don't think anybody really wants to watch an offensive players do what they do during a skills competition, or that's what they or it'd be more popular at this point. That's just my I mean, thought on it. I think the skills competition is 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 it's more offensively. It's more offensively minded. Um, And let's be honest, the people who are going to watch are probably a very small segment of the NFL viewing population. So you're kind of looking at the the smallest percentage who's going to watch it. I think it's a great idea, though, um, because skills competitions tend to be very entertaining. Uh, You tend to get to see the athletes in a more relaxed setting. They're more inclined to joke around and be themselves. And that's when personalities shine through and personalities bring in fans or can make people fans. Um, I mean, how many people who weren't Flyers fans still like Jeremy Roenick because he's a personality? Yeah, personality. He's all, uh... and, and when they would mic him up for <laughs> skills competitions or all-star games it was going to be entertaining and that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that can keep people engaged in that sort of situation um like mlb mics up guys during the all-star game it can be really entertaining sometimes you get duds not everyone's entertaining not everyone has a personality that can do that but you telling me that you can't find at least a couple quarterbacks or a couple running backs or wide receivers who could be very entertaining during a skills competition for the NFL. I remember watching the one all-star game uh, where Ronick was mic'd up and I forget the player. I think his name was Danny Heatley and his smile. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Which one? Danny Danny Heatley. I can even see him in my head and you can see his smile too that crooked smile that he had, you know, that this, didn't he have a a white guy, bro? I think it was like a summer teeth thing going, but no, I meant his hair. Didn't he have like a white guy, fro, like a curly hair, fro? I I think so. I want to say yes, but Ronick was mic'd up and Heatley was having a hell of a game. And, and he, and I I think it was Ronick skated up to him when he was on the bench and like, Listen, you're having a hell of a game, but nobody, you know, nobody wants to see a smile. 
you know, just, I feel like for this one, you have like to that. put a picture up on YouTube of what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, Healy was definitely. <laughs> but uh, anywho, <laughs> hell, actually, what would be neat to do the mic up with the would have been Peyton Manning. Well, that's funny watching. because it's his production team that are going to be the brains behind this it. new and improved uh, Pro Bowl weekend. Listening to him during the golf match between it was him and uh, Tiger versus Brady and uh, and Phil and Phil Mickelson. Yeah, that was hilarious to listen to because Peyton was just going left and right off of Brady. Like even during the warmups for the for golfing, he was like, "Hey, do I want to have Bill Belichick as my caddy? I could have Eli. I could do Nick Foles." And Brady just turned around like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" <laughs> as soon as he got the Foles, yeah. I said, okay, I see you got the picture on the chat there. Yeah, I got I got the picture of the moment you were talking about. So. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure if this it's probably going to take a good while for the pro ball to even get any type of momentum with this to have it like a let's say a a weekend celebration of it where it's uh, just you're, you're talking about something that very few people care about getting momentum think about this for a second <laughs> yeah but <laughs> If they're, tr- if they're trying something new, they're doing it for a reason. You know, I because the ratings are the ratings are low, and they want the ratings up. I gotta be honest. I mean, we've talked about it a few times now with with the Pro Bowl, maybe like at least twice, not just this past year, but previous years. I like the idea of of this being a flag football game. It'll cut down on the risk of injury. It'll cut down on concussion risk. And it's probably going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. It would be interesting to watch. And it, it will cut down on all, all the sustainable injuries that football normally comes with. But my question is now, just thinking about this, what about, are they going to have offensive lines, like for blocking? I mean, blocking is a part of like football, at least the way we played. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but are you going to have like a full team there with it i mean because i mean unless i'm just overthinking this which is highly possible it's very possible yeah because i overthink a lot (laughs) but i just i don't know it's just one of those Uh, things to uh, wear well what are so nfl because it's it's gonna be the game's gonna be kind of a showcase for nfl flag football because NFL does their own flag football thing for youth. Um, I'm going to say it'll probably be seven on seven rules. Well, that's what I mean. Like what, you know, what's. So I was just reading this on uh, in the article about it. So the NFL has a major interest in flag football. The league partnered with the International Federation of American Football to bring flag football to the World Games in July with an eye on a the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. So they're possibly making an Olympic sport out of it. Well, and, and think about this. Uh, 
I believe our local YMCA does NFL flag football for youth. Oh, do they? Yes. I didn't even know that. Interesting. Yep. Let's see. This is why people keep me around. I thought it was for your, never mind. I was going to say for your looks, but then I was like, no, not really. <laughs> well, I mean, hell, I mean, hell, this is Halloween all year round for me. So, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to find. Go ahead. Uh, no, what, what are you trying to find? Uh, no, I was trying to find uh, lineup formations, but I'm not scrolling through this entire rule book uh to get that information so we can we can call this all right so flag football to replace the pro bowl gonna be interesting that's the end of the first we'll be right back promotional consideration paid for by the following for listeners of the not another sports podcast if you visit fansidea.com and use the code naspod n-a-s-p-o-d at checkout you will get 10 percent off your order fansidea.com is the place to go for custom-made jerseys hoodies shirts and all kinds of other gear the perfect product perfect stitching perfect sublimation perfect embroidery 100 percent handmade and delivered on time that's certainty and it's their promise to you again use the code naspod at checkout for 10 percent off your order at fansidea.com Baseball fans, check out the Baseball Together podcast. Your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, present new episodes for the entire baseball family every Tuesday. Available on all your favorite podcast apps and YouTube. Come join our baseball family, where we do baseball together. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, the Ranking Tracks podcast and the Real Paranormal Talk podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out the Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out The A Show and By The Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By The Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on The A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy to digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckcradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the second period. Now, this is in regards to the person who is now fourth all time on the home runs list. Albert Pujols, is he Hall of Fame worthy for going? Yes. 
for hitting 700. I I say yes. 701 I, as of tonight. Oh, 701. Okay. Tonight like being that. the 30th of September. That also means tomorrow Green Day wakes up. Oh, when September ends. It took me a while. It took me a second there. <laughs> it took me a moment. So I'm sitting there like, wait, a Green Day wakes up. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just sitting in my head like, why is it that? What is Green Day? And it's like, oh right, that song, got it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm Polish. It's been a slow night. <laughs> So I do say he is Hall of Fame worthy. Now, now that's also depending if something stupid does not come up. You never know. (sighs) I mean, so far he's definitely had a hell of a career from Cardinals to Angels to Dodgers and back to the Cardinals. Two World Series, 11 All-Star appearances, three NL MVPs. And that's just a start. You know, that's just a top list of what Rookie they Rookie of the Year, Championship Series MVP, two-time Gold Glove, gold glove winner, six-time Silver Slugger, two-time Hank Aaron Award winner. I mean, he's one of the true all-time greats. Uh, over 3,000 hits. Almost 300 batting average, 701 home runs, 2,208 runs batted in. To me, it's a no-brainer he's an all-star, but I or not an all-star, a Hall of Famer. But I'm not on the Hall of Fame committee, and there's one guy who didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Uh, so what do I know? <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything. Uh, but... Now, do you think he'll? Do you think he still has another year in him, or you think this is actually his last year? Because I know some. I think this say, is actually re- his last year. Because I, I know some players, and you, you know, firsthand of always hearing this, I'm retiring, I'm retiring, and they just show up for one more year. I say this because if he's at seven oh one, he's thirteen behind Babe Ruth. Do you think? If he stays in one more year, he could surpass Babe Ruth. I mean, he's only 13. I mean, I would say, yeah, he could. And just sit at number three. Because Hank Aaron's Uh, number two was 755. I don't think he needs to. To be a Hall of Fame. No, but it's just going up the rankings. I'm going to catch so much heat. But I know I got two people in my corner with this being... John and Brad, I am so sick of the specter of freaking Babe Ruth in professional baseball. Every other sport moves the goalposts for what the greatest of all time is. I love baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. But why do we insist on calling Babe Ruth the greatest baseball player of all time when he wouldn't make it out of the minor leagues today? Oh, beer and hot dogs back then. I mean, that's all the training was. Oh, no, he would not come. No, he would not be able to but, do. So this is my pitch. my thought. And, and this is strictly my opinion, and I will accept whatever comes because of it. To me, the greatest of all time in a sport is someone who should be able to be plunked into whatever era 
and be able to perform at a high level. That's why Michael Jordan is considered the greatest of all time in basketball, not just because of all the championships. I mean, that's part of it, obviously, but I mean, the guy was an intense competitor and that's why he's someone who's considered the greatest of all time. He has the skills and the reputation and the awards and the records to back it up. You could put him in the 60s and he would do well. You could put him in now and he would do well. People are going to hate hate hearing me say this, but, you know, Brady's another guy you could probably plunk in any era and he's going to do well. I was actually just thinking that. Football's a, a bit of a different beast because, I mean, he would need the right offensive line and this and that. But he has the skills where he could compete. You know, I mean, hockey again, Gretzky. Uh, I don't think you can drop Gretzky in, you know, now if it wasn't for the enforcers, then no, he wouldn't have what he's had today. Skill wise, he has. Now, if, if you would drop him in this era at his prime, he would perform at a, you know, he could perform very well. Because one, there's really is not that much hitting anymore. Like, as it used to be back in the nineties or fighting, even at that matter. Eight or well, the eighties or nineties. Um, yeah. But if okay. So, before, so side, side topic here, side topic here. Uh Oh, talking about Gretzky. Do you think his prime years were in Edmonton? Because that's when he was the most, I mean, he won his, I mean, his biggest impact was when he was in Edmonton. He got the big deal because of Edmonton. And he really, I mean, he was still great in L.A., but was he truly as great in L.A. as he was in Edmonton? I mean, Edmonton, he had he had a good team. Edmonton was, was a full team. Edmonton, he had an all-star team behind it. I mean... He had. Hold on a second. I'm pulling up the roster because I, I I know I know uh, Messier was there. I I want to say, let's see here. That's the goalie I'm thinking of. Bear with me for a second. You're fine. That's debatable. I mean, I mean the argument with this, if we're going to talk about the team built around them, I mean the same could be said about Brady and Jordan. Well, but yeah. it, all three have exceptional skills. I mean, in hockey, there's a lot of players you could throw out that way, the same way you could with the NBA. I mean, I, for me, it's one of those things to where I think back to 80s and 90s where there are there there was a list of enforcers, and they would always go headhunting. Now, in today's game, sure, Wayne would be fantastic because there really is none of that stuff that was back in the 70s 80s and 90s but the problem with there being a lack of enforcers is there's a a lot more cheap shots now well there'd be a lot more there'd be a lot of cheap shots back then if there wasn't enforcers either i mean there'd be a lot of head hunting and right you know but i mean we had that discussion with crosby where if he played in the era of the enforcer would he have had the amount of concussions that he had? Probably not because, he, you know, just like what, you know, what the enforcers are built for. Right. 
I mean, it's. I guess we should get back to the topic of Albert Pujols, but I feel like I feel like him going in into the Hall of Fame is kind of a no brainer. Um, that's just yeah, me. No, he, he should be in there. He, I wouldn't, I would be surprised if he would not be a second or not a second, a first rounder. I, I would you know, think he's a first ballot. First, first um, year eligibility, he's in. That's that's my opinion on it. Just because. Of what he's done for the game and so here's an interesting fact he's third in hits behind Ichiro and Jeter and they were both well Jeter's in the Hall of Fame um and he did this while posting the seventh highest number on baseball reference for uh for war that measures fielding um, from 2001 to 2011, Pulhos was one of 26 players with at least 250 home runs, leading all of them with 445. Only he, Barry Bonds, and Chipper Jones accomplished this while walking more than they struck out. So, I mean, we're kind of getting into the weeds here on why he should be in. Um, I, I think he's just a no-brainer. I, I think you look at his overall career, what he's done, I can't see why he doesn't go in, but we understand that the baseball writers who do this, uh, they don't view things the same way that a fan does. Because again, someone didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Yeah, that's kind of surprising that, uh, you know, despite what he's done. Who, for the record, I don't know if you watched, uh, the captain on ESPN and ESPN plus. No, I haven't one. It's, it's worth going out of your way to watch. It is fantastic. Um, I was already someone who respected the hell out of Jeter. I came out of that with a entirely new level of respect for Jeter. I would say he was the consummate teammate. Everything was about the team winning Everything was about the team performing well. He was a team first guy. And he definitely deserved that captain moniker. Um, Just really good documentary. I give it 40 thumbs up. You got a lot of thumbs. I do. You have to take a look into that. Yeah. Highly, really good, really good stuff. And I yeah, and plus also, you know, doesn't help that his nickname is the Machine, which it kind of proves of how the way he plays too. But Pujols plays. Just read on his Wikipedia here. The twenty-two seasons. Now, I forget if I saw this or read this. Did did he officially announce his retirement at the end of the year, or is it just, or didn't that come out yet? Uh, shoot. Hold on here. So I was just trying to look that up, and I, unless I'm looking at the wrong articles here. He said his playing career is over at the end of the season regardless. I'm going to retire whether... I'm going to retire no matter whether I end up hitting 693, 696, 700, or whatever. I'm not getting caught up in the numbers. So he's going to retire no matter what. And that's as of August 21st. 
So, yep, yeah, okay, then I must have uh, overlooked that part. <laughs> but hey, I mean, if he doesn't care about the numbers and just love to play, I mean, that just shows how much he loved the game, too. Not just how much of the skill he has for it, but just how much he loves the game. So, uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm debating on who I would actually consider the go-to baseball, but. Not Babe Ruth? <laughs> Not Babe Ruth, and I think it's I think it's a little tougher with baseball to, to consider someone to be the, the true GOAT. I definitely think there's an argument for Griffey. Um, there's an argument for Jeter. I think there's, I mean, you could go through the 70s, 80s, 90s to the 2000s, and there's going to be a ton of guys that you can make an argument for. Um, and with all the different metrics and whatnot for baseball, it, you could be getting caught up in the weeds trying to figure out who the true goat is. I'm just saying I can't, I'm having a hard time accepting the true goat of baseball being someone who played many decades ago, who probably wouldn't play well at all in the modern game. Yeah, you would have to go, but you, you know, it, trying to find that one person who uh, would be considered that, like you said, throw him in any era and he'd do well at. But Right. Well, maybe something we got to think about. Who would we see, who would be, who would we consider to be the go-to baseball? So that'd be something we'd have to do some discussion on. Oh, that could get really interesting real quick. Well, maybe bring in uh, baseball together involved in this and John. I mean, and, so, you know, having like I, I, I wouldn't have a problem yes. accepting Mickey Mantle as like the new goat. At least he played in the 20 in like the later end of the 20, like the 50s and 60s instead of the teens and third and 20s and 30s, you know, like that's closer to the modern game than, than Ruth is. It's not exactly what I would want, but I would accept that a little better. Um, I don't want to hear this nonsense about Mike Trout being the goat when he's done nothing. That's just me. Well, before you get uh, any more saltier. Ah. Hey, my mic stand's holding up, so that's a plus. Longer than you expected. Yeah, right. So on that note, that'd be the end of the second. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. For you, the listener of the Not Another Sports Podcast, our good friends Brad and Brig at Baseball Together want you to check out their shop at 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. And if you check out their shop, you can use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D, for 15% off your first order. Check out the different designs on t-shirts, caps, hoodies, raglans, and so much more. Again, that code is NASPOD at checkout for 15% off your order at 9plusus.com. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong, and if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, 
look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour, and then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore talks. Do you have a YouTube channel? Check out All Things YouTube. That's hosted by me, Matt Haas. I'll show you how to make searchable videos people actually watch. That's the key. Hey, look, we live in an amazing time. If you have something to say, you could reach a worldwide audience. A worldwide audience, and all you need is consumer-level gear and good on-camera presence. You don't need anyone's permission. The strategies and techniques you'll learn don't cost extra money, and they don't even take extra time. You just have to do things right. I'll show you how. Plus, all my stuff is free. The best place to start is to point your browser to allthingsyoutube.com. Welcome back for a third period. We're just going to roll this one with a baseball theme since last period was a baseball theme here a spring training complex that never saw the light of day homestead sport complex in florida was to host what minor league baseball and the cleveland indians in spring training never saw baseball no (laughs) no it didn't um and looking at the pictures that they had of this it looked like a something that you would see in Florida that would be a a really really nice baseball facility. Yeah, um so the the photos we're looking at come from Digital Ballpark Jesus. digitalballparks.com um really great website with a lot of really cool pictures of ballparks all over the country and around the world. It's run by a husband and wife team um Eric and Wendy Pastore. Um, so got to give them credit because they're the ones who took these fit pictures. This ballpark looks exactly like what you would think a ballpark in Florida would look like. It looks like an episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> it, it fits. With, the, with the bright pink, um, the palm, palm trees, trees, light blue seats. I mean, it looks like florida if, if you were looking for stereotypical florida this is it Here so it is. when it was so ground was broke on it in 1991 it was built for a price tag of 22 million um at the time it was considered state of the art it included multiple practice facilities it included uh dormitories so it would be it was 30 single room dormitories and 84 double room dormitories um 
so players could live on site. Isn't that a crazy concept? I feel like we talked about this before. Um, You know what? Here's the thing. It, It somebody did it and it got torn down. Maybe, you know, maybe this was the curse on why they didn't do it. And, and almost an almost 30 year <laughs> situation. Um, so Cleveland was supposed to move in for 1993 spring training in 92. At the end of spring training, they were already moving equipment and personnel to Florida from Arizona for this stadium to begin use. And then on August 24th, 1992, Hurricane Andrew made landfall as a Category 5 cyclone. The stadium was was in that path of the hurricane and was completely decimated. And Cleveland exercised their opt-out clause, and they left. And this is kind of where it gets a little sad. The, the city of Homestead immediately began reconstructing the stadium in the hopes of another team coming to use it. The fact that it didn't happen. (laughs) No, and it's, I mean, now, years later, there is a a race facility in in Homestead that is is used, I believe, for NASCAR and IndyCar. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um. Yep, but you, NASCAR and IndyCar. So there you go. I've just pulled that right out of my butt, and I was correct. Um. So they did eventually yeah. end up drawing some form of professional sport to Homestead in that situation. Um. But it's sad that this this beautiful stadium was never used for professional baseball. Um. And it was something that actually created a rift. Between Marlins fans. So the previous owner of the Marlins. Because the Marlins are located very close to Homestead. When they were looking for new spring training facilities. They always ignored the Homestead Stadium. Even though it was sitting there. Completely built and ready for use. That's insane how they... I mean, you would think that's a no-brainer. You would think you'd want something that would be state-of-the-art and have all the amenities that you would want. I mean, here's the thing. Even, let's say, even by 2003. Just throwing that out there as a hypothetical, not with any, like, true knowledge that this is when the Marlins were searching for a new minor league facility. But let's just say in 2003... It had been it had sat and been rebuilt now for nine years. It may not be completely state of the art, but there were teams that were still using facilities that were older than that in spring training. And with that being in in as good of shape as it was at that time, there wasn't a lot of work you would have needed to bring it up to a a modern standard by ten years later. Um, it was used for filming on the movie any given Sunday. It was used for an HBO show called baseball wives. Um, but other than to about saw showtime and not to about saw movie time and not actual baseball time. Right. Um, and then in 2017, 
Um, it was damaged by Hurricane Irma, and in 2019, the city decided to finally demolish it. Um, it's a sad story because it was a beautiful facility, and it just was completely ignored after Cleveland decided to opt out of using it. Um, the architecture on the outside was, I mean, I've, it stands out still because it does, it looks completely different than any other baseball stadium I've ever seen because from the outside, it doesn't look like a baseball stadium. It was funny is I'm looking on Google maps right now at the address it has in Wikipedia and the stadium still stands. And I'm on Google earth. And I looked up up the address. Now, if you go to Street View, it's no longer there. Uh Uh-huh. It's just one giant space. Like I said, Google Maps or Google Earth, like I said, I'm staring at it right now. There's a big pond in front of it. Yes. And, yeah. But Google Earth, but if you do Street View, it's nothing. Hmm. Which means the map has not been updated. (laughs) In quite some time. But even then, if you look at that from, from, from Google Maps, there's four training facilities and then the main facility. Yeah. All within walking distances. Yeah, nothing there but a parking lot. That's crazy. But the fact that I find it funny how Google Earth still has it there. And in in the 3D form, too. That's the funny part. That is funny. Because on the 3D part, I'm looking at a U-Haul <laughs> parked right in front of it. <laughs> It's just, I mean, there, these things gore- happen. It's a gorgeous looking Go stadium, though. It's just gorgeous yeah. looking, you know, just the way it's set up. And I mean, looking at it from like the Google Maps or the Google Earth view, you wouldn't think that it had all the amenities of the 200 bed dormitories in there. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think know. that. Just by looking at this, you would not think that. But, I mean, you look at the pictures on digital ballparks, and, I mean, it's – it looks it looked like a gorgeous stadium. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I wish – too bad it's no longer available. Uh, just to walk it, just to see it. Yeah, that would have been really cool. I mean, it did see some type of pro sports. It was used for pro c- cricket, and it was used for – the ladies league of baseball, but that's a, a totally different level of professional sport than major league baseball, spring training or minor league baseball. Um, 450,000 per year in order to obtain it, which not, is not to main, not to obtain it, maintain it, which, which is, 
you hear that and it sounds a little foolish of the city to have continued to spend that money, but the, the, they were spending that money with the hope that someone would come in, would use it long term, and it would bring revenue and jobs to the area. Like they had all the good intentions. And said it's $22 million down the drain. Well, $22 million plus down the drain. Right, because they were spending almost a half million every year to maintain it from 93 to 2019. Ugh. But, I mean, yeah, looking at the pictures and looking at it on Google Earth, you would not think that it had those facilities in in there. No. But it did, and... It's a concept that amazingly, I think, could work today. Go figure. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought a concept like that would work? That would be an episode for us. Abandoned stadiums. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey. I mean, if we're going to talk about abandoned stadiums, we have to acknowledge the Pontiac Silverdome. I'm just saying in general, just kind of like seeing, you know, doing doing a little research on seeing what's all out there. Well, I mean, I, I would think the most famous one would have been the Silver Dome, but that was torn down. Um, and but it was left to rot before it was tor- it was torn down. Um, so there's a lot of abandoned Urban X videos of that. That stadium. Because that's where the Lions played. There was a lot of monster truck shows there. Near and dear to my heart is WrestleMania 3, where they set at that time the indoor attendance record. I don't care what anyone else says that there was only 78,000 paid. Just because it was 78,000 paid does not mean that 93,000 didn't go through that turnstile on radio station giveaways and whatnot. You're a little salty with that, aren't you? It is a sticking point with me uh, in the internet wrestling community because a a writer in the wrestling community states it was 78,000 and what he says is gospel to certain people. But if you look, and so this is where I come from with it. So for the Lions alone, the stadium was supposed to have held 80,000 people. Just for the Lions. So you're taking away all those potential seats on the floor. So you mean to tell me that a stadium that could hold 80,000 people just for the Lions that is jam-packed to the gills for WrestleMania 3 with seats all around the floor only got 78,000 people through the turnstile? No, yeah, I understand. I understand. I just find it funny how you're just having one hell of a salty night. <laughs> we're, we're somehow stumbling into topics that annoy the shit out of me. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> hey, I didn't plan that. I didn't plan this, but that's this is funny as hell. Uh, <laughs> between. Uh, well, hey. Your 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 microphone arm there is holding. It is. Isn't that amazing? I'm actually sitting here watching your screen, waiting for it to fall, to be honest with you. I am. And once it 
you know, if it would have, I would just lo- I, w- I would lose it. I'd be laughing hysterically, okay, probably. So I just sent you an image from a Lions game at the Pontiac Silverdome and an image from WrestleMania 3. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah, that's that's a big difference. <laughs> that's a little bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Yeah, yeah but there's only there's only seventy eight thousand in that WrestleMania photo. Hmm. Seventy eight sitting in the stands, probably. <laughs> Not including everybody that's on the floor. Yeah, it's just crazy how that how the the homestead plant complex just went to the wayside. Yeah, it's it's a sad story, and I mean, thank God that city they they got the racetrack. They're getting they they are getting revenue from that. They are getting jobs from that. It is bringing businesses to the city. It's a shame that it took that long for that to happen. Yeah, it's I mean, again, the stadium that was there does look gorgeous. It looks like what you would think of a Florida baseball park. Maybe this just just turn into like a retired baseball community. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this. There actually, mean, there actually was a, a a league that existed for like two seasons called the Senior Pro Baseball League, and it was made up of retired professional baseball players. Why is it that I can only picture somebody trying to hit the ball and then attempting to run to first bit base with their walker? <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. But no, it's just that's the first image that popped into my head. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, that's the first image that popped into my head for that one. Um, Hold on, I can go to Sports Logos quick and get that information for you. Um, oh, good God. Here we go. Let's oh, see the here. Rabbit hole. No, I'm not going down the rabbit hole. I'm just, what, what were the team names here? Um, if SportsLogos.net wants to load and cooperate with me. Oh, why would it, why would it want to do that? That makes so much sense. So it was the Bradenton and then later Daytona Beach Explorers, the Fort Myers Sun Sox, the Gold Coast Suns, the Orlando Juice, the St. Lucie Legends, the St. Petersburg Pelicans, the West Palm Beach Top- Tropics, and the Winter Haven Super Sox. Not bad names. Not too bad. The Orlando Juice is kind of the worst name. Yeah, but I, I, I said not bad. I didn't say they were excellent. I said not bad. <laughs> but it's pretty cool that it existed in 10 teams, two years. That's not bad. No. It's all funny, though. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, that is a shame, though. But I still find it funny how Googler still has the uh, stadium on, like, the overhead view. <laughs> that is pretty funny. And you can do... But if you go to street view, it's gone. <laughs> that is hilarious. So on that note, that'd be the end of the third. 
Yeah, fun times. <laughs> we made it. And so did your, uh, so did the arm of your microphone. Yeah, I'm going to have to order something new tomorrow. Of course, though, what would be hilarious when right after we officially end this episode, it just collapses. Honestly, I have no doubt it's going to break it by the time we're done. Because I'm going to have to put it back into, well, I got to, I got to stand it straight up. So it's out of the way for when I have to work. Cause I use the same desk for work that I use for recording podcasts. So it's, it's a setup of, of convenience than it is anything else. So I got to move the microphone out of the way and all that other happy horse crap. Um, it is what it is. If as, as, as uh, one of my friends said in my admin chat, I believe it was Albert. He goes twenty years for almost or twenty bucks for almost two years seems pretty good for something from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, he's right. He's right. Sometimes cheap things are not always the best, but sometimes they do hold. Ooh, ooh, there's a there's a joke in there that I'm not gonna touch. Why, Jason? I'm not touching it. This shows borderline family friendly, so as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of the things, yeah, <laughs> that could get ugly real quick. Yes, yes, it could. Um, <laughs> let's let's hit some plugs here. You can catch me monthly during the baseball season on the Philly Baseball Together podcast with my co-host Tori. Join us every month as we discuss what's going on with the Phils. Um, we're hoping, we're hoping in about a week or so, we will be able to talk about the Phils going into the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. Man, I don't know. Um, but you can find the Philly Baseball Together podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also catch me every other week on the Rock and Randy's podcast. Uh, where myself and the other moderators of the Rock and Randy's Pro Wrestling Outlaws Facebook group bring our admin chat to life for you, the listener. Um, we had a doozy of an episode last week. <laughs> um, we talked about the infamous wrestling sleaze list, um, which is kind of a combination of urban legend and myth and just complete disgustingness. If you want to hear us laugh about Sid Vicious possibly putting a squirrel in his pants and having to get a rabies shot because it bit him in the nuts, you, this is the place you want to go. Um, uh, that, uh, uh, no. We all believe that it probably did happen, for the record. Um, Ow, no. Trust me, that's the cleanest one I can talk about in this plug. So, um, Oh, damn. <laughs> you can you can find us wherever you get your podcasts we're pretty much everywhere at this point uh the a show is back for their fall season it is hosted by our friend matt and his co-host chris um i talked about that i've been on that that is on uh, ckcc radio and wherever else you get your podcasts one more plug, uh, part two of the fast food discussion that I was part uh, part of on Broken Cafe posted uh, last week, I believe. Um, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts as well. Um, 
be sure for that one especially give them a like and and uh review them if you can if you do listen to it because frankie's just an absolute sweetheart of a person him and his wife do a lot of really good things uh charity wise and just gotta spread the love there with what they do um i got nothing else I mean, I could we could probably find another topic for me to rant if you want. I don't care. I'm tired. My microphone just, arm's going to break. I'm just I'm done. I was just saying Phillies and playoffs just to get you going again, just for shits and giggles. I, I mean, I can I can repeat what I said to you off the air. That's no big deal. So if we're going to do this, let's do this. Um. Oh, here we go. I, I was I, kidding, but OK. No, I I'll, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think the team's exhausted. Uh, I think the amount of losses they took under Girardi before he was canned and before Thompson took over, uh, they had to battle back from a lot. And they had a deficit they had to make up. If If they wouldn't have had those losses, I don't think, one, the team would be exhausted right now. And I don't think we'd be having this discussion of them possibly getting into the playoffs. I think they'd be in the playoffs by now. I just know it's just a Philly thing for me between, you know, seeing it with the Flyers, the Phillies, you get a good playoff spot. Then all of a sudden, right towards the end of the season, it's just downhill and they're out. I just, I just, I guess, I I mean, I, I guess being always a Flyers fan to where, a Flyers team always loses it in the third. And now we were seeing it with the Phillies losing it in the ninth or later in the games. It's like, here we go. It's the Philly curse. Well, and the Phils since 2018 have had a September collapse. They just can't get it together in September. They fall apart. But we have to acknowledge the fact that when they fired Girardi, they were 22 and 29. They were under 500. Let's just even act like they had they were 32 and 19. Those 10 games would make a big difference right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I just see a, a, a typical Philly thing where they just fall apart and miss the playoffs altogether, despite being... In the play, you know, in a playoff race, and then just dropping right out of it, because we've seen it before. We have seen it before, and 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 with the Many Phillies, this before. they've collapsed much worse and much earlier in September than than what we're going to consider the September collapse this year. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of their season would be completely different if Rob Thompson was their their manager at the beginning of the season than if it was then when it was Joe Girardi. Um, because the guys play for him. They fight back for him. Even they've had losses where they still fought back. So yeah, it sucks. They lost, but they're showing a, even now they're still showing a lot of heart. And I can't take that away from these guys. I mean, they're battling, they're trying. I mean, most September collapses for the fills. They're just, they're done. And these guys, they they might be physically exhausted, but mentally they're still trying. So I I think more than likely they're going to make the playoffs. Knock on wood. It's just particle around particle board around me, so I can't knock on anything. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, 
but I think there was their magic number was five as of this afternoon. I think they're going to make the playoffs and I think they're going to make the playoffs in the more favorable wildcard slot three, which would put them against the Cardinals and not the Braves, which I think the Cardinals matchup is more favorable for them. Even though they've done really well against the Braves this year, I just feel like I've seen them do better against the Cardinals. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. That's just where I stand. There you go. And at this point, the goal is just to get to the playoffs and make the playoffs. And you can build on that. Just like in 2007 into 2008. They made the playoffs in 07. They built on it. 2008, they won the World Series. Yeah, but I I guess I just know Philadelphia in general with just their teams are always. It's always like a curse, I feel. (laughs) So, you know, if it seems like I am bringing them down and out, well, that's why, because I just here we go again. Uh, You're not the only one. I'm just I'm I'm just taking a different view on the whole thing, because I think there's there's more to it than just that. Never hurts for a different uh, point of view. Nope, but let's wrap this up now because I'm sure people are sick of listening to this. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> us for episode 55 of the Nine Other Sports Podcast. You can find us online and all of our social media sites and our store at the Linktree account that is that is a link in the description of the show. Click there. It'll take you wherever you want to go to find us on social media, on the internet, our uh, spring store, Um you can also find us for a streaming or download at Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, um, what is it? iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Amazon, Audible. Yeah, we're we're everywhere, man. Take your pick. Uh, Take your pick. Yeah, pick your poison. Um, we're also on YouTube. If you want to watch our ugly mugs, be my guest. Um, but wherever you listen to us, please remember you subscribe, rate, review. That tells us. What we're doing is good. Again, thank you to every person who's taken time to listen to us. Uh, all the people who've taken time to write reviews on, on iTunes to give us a five-star rating on both iTunes and Spotify. It means a whole hell of a lot to us. Absolutely. Um, with that, we'll talk with you next time. I'm David. He's David. I'm Jason. Yes, we are. Have a good one. You have been listening to the Not Another Sports Podcast. Thank you for your listenership.